good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome back to the Dave's I Know, episode 280. Uh, we have MJ here today. MJ, how are you doing, bud? Doing well. How are you? Good. Good. Still dealing with kids and bedtimes, but, you know, <clears throat> only so much you can do, man. So, uh, all right. Well, we know Jess tonight. Um, we wish her well, and we'll just get going. We have a lot to talk about, obviously. Uh, two Loons games. Lots of other um, non-Loons news happening, so... Uh, let's just jump right in to the midweek match, the U.S. Open Cup match. Uh, that match ended Loons 3, Philly 3, um, after extra time. That included goals in extra time for from both the Loons and Philly. Uh, and then 7-6 uh, in PKs to the good guys, to Minnesota United. So, um, you know, not much to say in the first half. Minnesota started uh, the match uh, with a 3-5-2 after the successes in the second half of the Vancouver game. Uh, but with a heavily rotated squad. So, um Lots of new, newer faces in there. Um, not much doing. As we doing. predicted, a, yeah. a lot of their 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 youth was, was you know making an appearance. Right. Yeah. Lots of young players. Um, players who need minutes. Uh, Minnesota is obviously in, in a stretch of a lot of games over the course of the next like few weeks. So, um, and again, the first half pretty much um, looked like that. Just two teams, and Philly was heavily heavily rotated as well. We'll add to um, two teams not really trying to score. Uh, and then the 68th and the second half, um, things change. Minnesota brings down a couple of new players. Uh, Bongi, um, it managed to score his, the first goal for Minnesota United uh, in the 68th minute off of a DJ Taylor cross. It was a really, really great goal. Uh, and then a few minutes later. Um, what a year for DJ Taylor, right? Yeah, DJ, yeah, DJ Taylor. Um, sometimes you love him, sometimes you hate him. Uh, and then like six minutes later, uh, Minnesota gets a second goal. Goes like 2 nothing. Uh, Bongi, Bongi's involved in this goal as well. Uh, he dribbles past several Philadelphia players, uh, lays it off to Rosales, who shoots the ball into the far corner. Um, Joseph Rosales getting a rare start for Minnesota United and coming through for the team. Um, giving Minnesota a 2-0 lead with only about 15 minutes left in the game. And everybody in the Wonderwall was getting very hyped up. It's like, oh, hey, we're finally going to sing Wonderwall at this fucking stadium. Well, Philadelphia had other ideas. Uh, 78th minute. I Philadelphia gets on the board. Uh, their Donovan scores the goal, uh, and then in the literally the last kick of the of the match, the ninety fourth minute, the fourth minute of stoppage time of of, of a total of four minutes, Kai Wagner scores um, is wide open uh, for a cross on the back post. I don't know what. So I think the Will Trap is dispossessed, trying to kill off the game. I don't know. That was in the hundred twenty minute. Sorry. I, don't, I can't remember exactly who was at fault for this, but Minnesota was trying to kill off the game. And then Kai Wagner, <clears throat> there's a cross uh, into the box. Kai Wagner's standing all, all by himself in the, at the far post, uh, nods at home, um, literally with the last kick of the match to um, make it 2 2, which sent the game to extra time. Uh, again, extra time starts off, both teams kind of feeling each other out. And then right before uh, first half, uh, extra time, um, halftime, 
Bongi puts in another goal. This one again from Rosales. So Rosales returning the favor uh, that Bongi gave to him, you know, about 30 minutes earlier um, with a great cross to Bongi who taps home. And then again, literally in the last kick of the game, of the actual game, um, and this could be a, a, a recurring theme for Kai Wagner uh, for this match. Nine In the 120th minute, again, as, as I mentioned before, Will Trapp was dispossessed. Um, trying to kill the game off. Um, Kaiva, and then he commits a foul uh, on a player. So about 25 yards out, uh, Wagner hits a beautiful free kick uh, into the corner. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous free kick uh, to send the game to penalties. Anything that you want to highlight from you know these first 120 minutes of soccer, MJ? Uh, the center ref was our own favorite local referee, Phyllis oh. Lopakos. Uh, that guy. He does the loons no favors. Um, he is the exact opposite of what you would consider a hometown referee. Um, he does not do the loons any favors in the games. The I would not have a problem with the 120-minute like foul outside the box giving them a free kick, which Kai Wagner – you take what the ref gives you and you, you know, Kai Wagner is a, a great dead ball. Yeah. He's a dead ball specialist. He's great. So uh, you can't fault Kai Wagner for this. The thing is, is Fotos Bozakos in the softest, softest way of, of that foul outside the box did not need to blow his whistle there. He blew his whistle for, he swallowed his whistle for, 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 for uh, much heavier fouls on both teams throughout that extra time yeah Um, and so for me it's the consistency you know like like if 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 you would have made those whistles when the loons went down just outside the box similarly or previously in extra time when philly went outside was outside the box and fell down you know that's understandable but this is a ref saying you know i don't know if you get uh a time and a half for for uh, overtime in, in, in pro referees, if they, if they give you more pay, but like this ref wanted more, more soccer. Um, and uh, it pissed a lot of the people in Allianz off. Uh, from my experience, um, umpiring, you know, collegiate baseball games, you didn't get, uh, you didn't get more money if it went in extra innings. So in fact, you want to try and get that game done as soon as possible, because that meant your pay was, uh, you know, a lot more lucrative. So uh, as it stands, oh, I should also mention, MJ, we have a mutual friend who has some stories about Fotis um, as, a, yes. as a player. So yeah, I know. I'm sure it, you've it, heard it's of... incredible. Like, <laughs> yes. If you uh, if you ever get us, um, you know, uh, at the, you at have the, him uh, on the pod. I, I don't know if I, you might you might have to host that one. I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if okay. I could do it. So <clears throat> okay. Uh, anyway, so penalties. Um, so we'll that. Well, sort of go through the uh, the. Um, Order here. Uh, Fraga, so Minnesota wins the toss. They are going first. Franco Fragapane steps up. He came out in the second half. Uh, he scores his. Daniel Gazdog from Philly scores his. Will Trapp scores his penalty. Um, uh, Elliot from uh, Philadelphia scores his. Kervin Arriaga steps up. And Andre Blake, she'll also point out here, Andre Blake is in goal. Um, one of the, you know, um, all-time MLS goalkeepers. He's he's a he's an MLS legend. You know, when he retires, he'll be an MLS legend. Uh, and good at penalties. And he but he looked out of his depth a little bit here on, in these ones. Um, he steps up and makes it a curve in Ariaga save, um, which puts the pressure on Clint Irwin. Um, as you mentioned, Clint Irwin 
Last week, Clint Irwin would most definitely get the start in this game. Uh, Real from uh, Philadelphia, he steps up, and uh, Irwin makes a – or no, this, he shoots it wide, I believe. Um, Irwin had it covered, but he shoots it wide. Rosales, Joseph Rosales sets up, buries his. Torres for Philly, buries his. On uh, the fifth and final round, Cameron Dunbar buries his uh, PK. Uh, and Carranza, uh, Hector Carranza from Philadelphia, uh, buries his. So that means we had to sudden death. Uh, up steps Brent Coleman, which was an interesting choice. Um, he hits a really good penalty, though. Uh, Raffanello, then, yeah, he's great. He just, yeah, he just, he's, you know, we'll talk about another really poor penalty in a little bit here. Uh, Raffanello uh, steps up, takes his. Boxall, again, just buries his penalty. Uh, Lowe from uh, Philly buries his. And then we get to uh, Miguel Tapias, Mickey Tapias. Um, he hits a really good penalty right into the bottom corner. And then who? Who else but Kai Wagner steps up to extend the game one last time? And you know what he does? He gets a really poor penalty right down the middle, and Clint Irwin makes the stop, and the game is over. So Kai Wagner almost kept this game going three separate times. Uh, luckily for Minnesota, he is not on the third, and Minnesota is heading on to the round of 16 in the U.S. Open Cup. I just want to say flashback, if you have not read my article about last year's Open Cup when Clint Irwin came to Allianz as a member of the Crapids and the treatment he got from the the heckling uh, wonder wall, if you will, that switched sides. Anyway, uh, you should read that article. But Clint Irwin from, you know, heckle <laughs> to hometown hero for Minnesota right. United in the <clears throat> Open Cup, that, that's a great story. You know, that's a great story from, from last year to this year coming into Allianz. And, you know, if you can't beat him, join him. So Exactly, I mean, exactly. Yep, I think we can um, go without saying that he was definitely the man of the match for Minnesota in this game. <clears throat> Bongi makes yeah, a good I mean, make, probably makes a good a good a good show too. Um, Bongi was involved in all three goals. Yeah. And 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 Rosales looked really solid as well. But uh if you remember your prediction, you you rightly predicted that this would go to penalties. I did. And then I asked you like who wins? And you said, well, if Joe Bendick is in for Philadelphia Union, we win. But if it's Andre Blake versus Clint Irwin, then then Philadelphia Union probably win. I am so happy you were wrong, and <laughs> I was even longer. If that's a word. If that's even possible. I thought we were going to lose in regulation. So yeah, um, so yeah, so the Minnesota wins. Um, I was surprised that Bongi didn't take a penalty, but maybe he's not a very good penalty taker because he was on the pitch when um, when penalties were happening. So. Um, Interesting. We, we only had one that was saved, right? Uh, yep, it was Ariaga, Kervin Ariaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, which is uh, weird because you would expect him not like to him to be a very good penalty kick taker. So I don't know. That's yeah, like Kai Kai Wagner. You expect him to be a good penalty kick taker. You know, we yeah. all miss some, but I mean, you know, after the, 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 the Irwin save on Real to keep us in it, and then the save on Wagner to win it all. Hats off to Clint Irwin. He also had to make three saves in the game. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Just interesting. Uh, just a little interesting uh, piece of information. I don't think anybody really talked about it. Like why didn't Bongi step up and take one? Um, did three defenders take one before Bongi did. I uh, hard to figure out. Uh, finally. Um, so Minnesota had the, they had the draw. The, this was on Tuesday. The open cup draw was on Thursday. The loons drew Houston uh, in Houston for another Dylan Wolpers Derby. That's taking place uh, next Wednesday, the 24th in Houston at seven 30. So we'll get to play Houston midweek, uh, two weeks in a row. So 
That should be fun. All the Dylan Wolpers derbies for all the fun. Yeah. Uh, and then I believe the winner of that goes to either Chicago or Austin. I think whoever wins the Chicago or Austin match uh, hosts the next um, the quarterfinals, I believe. If, if looking at the U.S. soccer um, bracket makes has any sense. But again, it's U.S. soccer, so who the hell knows? Uh, all right. The, the cool so part about this is is we, we skip our dreaded opponent that we played recently in MLS, you know, for another round. Right. You're talking about Kansas City? Sports. Yeah, well, Kansas City, um, the reason we are not playing Kansas City is because they lost to Houston in the Open Cup. Um, even though Houston had a red card, uh, our old friend uh, Chase Gasper got a straight red and will be unavailable for the Open Cup game against us, um, but available for the game uh, this coming this coming Wednesday. So we'll talk about that uh, in the back half of the podcast. Absolutely. All right, 3-0 uh, on Saturday. Sporks 3, Loons 0. This was a, I think Wes said it on Twitter, this is a, a a bottom 10 performance from Minnesota United, um, especially considering um, all the talent that this team has, um, the, the struggles that Sporting Kansas City has had. Uh, they started off again with a 3-5-2 with uh, Song Bin and uh, Bongi up top, something that a lot of Loons fans have been very excited for and we're looking forward to seeing. Um, and then the, the team just shit the bed. Um, ninth minute, there's a goal from um, SKC's Daniel Rosero. Uh, there's a corner kick. Oh, and they just the funny thing about this match um, is that literally, but right before this corner kick, uh, MLS uh, and the announcer MLS flashed a graphic on the screen. The announcer said, "Oh, Sporting Kansas City has the most uh, corner kicks in MLS without scoring a goal." Literally ten seconds before Sporting Kansas City hits their corner and scores a goal, um, a corner kick straight to the middle of the box. It's a free header uh, for Rosero. Ariaga and Tapias both just ball watching, and yeah, all of a sudden nine minutes in, um, a fully deserved goal from Sporting Kansas City, um, make it one nothing. The announcers jinked us, and that's not okay. It was Jen Hildreth uh, was doing play by play, and Lori Lindsay, and they were both not great. Um, and the bits and pieces I heard, um, and I've this is something I've I've heard from other people too that they were less than impressed with the two of them together. So, um. Hopefully it's just a, an aberration. Uh, 13 minutes later, Daniel Saloy, uh, Shalloway, uh, sorry, uh, scores Kansas City's second goal. Uh, he just carves through the Minnesota United back line um, and beats Dane St. Clair, um, I believe far post in this one. Um, just a really beautiful movement from, you know, giving goes and, and just and Daniel Shalloway um, just doing, you know, really great Daniel Shalloway stuff. Um, and Minnesota just doesn't mark uh, properly. Um, no one comes back, and um, it's a Sporting Kansas City goal. Four minutes later, Minnesota thinks they're back in the game. Uh, Song Jean takes the ball and basically runs the entire length of the pitch with some giving giving goes. Um, there's a good pass to him, you know, into the box. You know, he's taking the ball uh, towards the, the touch or towards the end line. Uh, he clatters with uh, Tim Malia um, to win a penalty. Tim Malia is out is is outraged at the call, even though. He does nothing to win the ball and takes out Zong Pinjan, who inc- like, incidentally had been taken out um, a, uh, a few minutes earlier by uh, Peter Vermees and uh, the aforementioned uh, Daniel Rosero um, with a pretty, you know, ankle crunching tackle. And then he like hits his head on Peter Vermees's leg, rolling out of bounds. Um, anyways, Zong Pinjan wins the pen. He steps up to take it. 
and hits possibly the worst penalty I've ever seen. Um, on that's actually on frame. This we're not talking Lexi Gomez uh, shooting it to the moon or whatever. Um, he literally hits it. He does one of those little stutter step run ups. You know, kind of stops and and starts and um, just I don't know if he scuffs the the, the turf, um, but he hits the ball straight at Tim Malia, who doesn't even have to move. He just sort of like bends down to to make the save, um, which gives Minnesota. You know, to think they're potentially back in the game, two to one, uh, just absolutely just a huge momentum swing for Kansas City. And then as a matter of fact, Kansas City never, I mean, never really relinquished any sort of momentum to Minnesota United. I believe I saw a stat somewhere. I can't remember if it was on Soda Soccer or if it was uh, Northland Soccer uh, that basically Minnesota never controlled possession for any five minute stretch of this game. As in Sporting Kansas City had, had controlled more possession. You know, you can look at the the MOS website, their stats page, and you can see basically broken down in five-minute increments who's sort of controlling the game. Every single graph, and it's like a, a wave graph or whatever, every single one was Sporting Kansas City. Like Minnesota did not control any five minutes, you know, any you know, five, you know, zero to five, you know, six, you know, six to ten stretch of this game, which is a pretty staggering stat. But you know, eyes, the eyes don't lie. It was definitely like that on Saturday. So Minnesota, you know, three, the, the three, five, two doesn't do any good. Clearly the team is not uh, playing well. Uh, Adrian East brings on Franco, Franco Fragapane for Brent Coleman. Uh, they go back to a four, two, three, one in the 65th minute, Mender Garcia and Amaria, they said the two DP players uh, come on for Hassan Dotson and Song Benjan. Uh, they actually, Amory has actually a really good couple of shots, uh, opportunities in this game. Again, of course, he, he hits him right at the goalkeeper. In the 70-ish minute, uh, Tim Malia comes out with a hip flexor injury, so they're bringing in a, um, a perfectly, uh, you know, un, um, uh, fresh keeper, didn't get really any reps, and of course, what does Minnesota do? They don't think they put a shot on goal on the dude um, until late, late in the game. Finally, uh, nail in the coffin, 84th minute goal, uh, Daddy Kinda receives a really great ball from Johnny Russell. Again, no one's in the midfield. He uh, runs at the defense and then hits it uh, past Dane St. Clair, giving Sporting Kansas City the three goals that they need to win in this game. I know you didn't watch this game, MJ, but <laughs> based on so here in the recap of this, is I mean, it's pretty much what you expect from Minnesota going down to Kansas City. Yeah, except that they're really shitty this year. And I mean, shittier than shitty. And when they are down, they always play us tough. Even they, they tend to win at Children's Mercy Park against us, even when they're having a bad year. But they, uh, had they won a game yet? Was so, this their uh, first game? No, they had, they had so Sporting had, had, beaten, had beaten Seattle in Seattle the, the weekend previous. Oh, so they were on, they were like confidence high. After yes, but they, but, but they were, they, they like Minnesota have not, had not until this past weekend won a home game in MLS this year. So they definitely were not playing well at home. You know, this is pointed out after the fact by several people, including uh, Andy Greeter. And I think John Marthaler mentioned it in the uh, Soda Soccer postgame show. Uh, Minnesota United is 0-8-0 in MLS at Children's Mercy Park uh, during regular season play. They only have one win, which is in the playoffs in 2020. Uh, they've not won a game in, in sporting in children's mercy park in the open cup either. I can't, I think, yeah, I want to say there are a lot of, uh, there are, and there are a lot of those that that goes back to, um, yeah, I want to say there's at least stars, at least the stars days, probably thunder days too. They, they have not won down there. 
I think oh, yeah, I want to say there's three or four games at CMP that they have not that they've and they've all lost in the MLS games, the regular season MLS games. The goal differential is a negative 20 with uh, 22 goals for Kansas City, uh, two goals for Minnesota. Negative 20 goal differential is pretty pretty impressive. If you even if you include the three nothing uh, Western Conference semifinal win, that's still a goal differential of negative 17, which is still not good. Uh, as obviously Daniel Shalloway and um, was named as the team of the week for MLS. He had a goal and an assist in this game. And then said so Daniel uh, he, he, he Rosero. Loves destroy us. He destroys he us every time. There's lots of players who like to do that. So, Well, Johnny Russell. Um, uh, Rosero is a new one. I, I don't know that he's, guy. Yeah, he's a newer guy. He's a defender. Um, you like, know, he was just in there for the corner kick. So, But you, you look at that that uh, Shalloway goal, you know, the assists were Walter and Polito. Like those guys love to destroy us. I mean, that's it. It, it feels like same old, same old. It is. Um, which you know leads us sort of to our next kind of point here. I don't want to. I don't want to screw around anymore with this game. That game was bad, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. So, pretty news for this game for you? <laughs> no. Uh, you know, every every person on the team was a shitty Freddie Adu. Let's leave it at that. Like literally, I don't think you know. I. It's funny because Joseph Rosales had a really good game against yeah. Philadelphia. And I know yeah. he just, I know he just went 120 minutes. Right. So I think that obviously is a reason why he doesn't, uh, he doesn't get a start in this game. I would assume that's the reason why he doesn't get a start in this game. Right. But he, the fact that he doesn't come on um, the fact that, he, you know, especially not even, subbed on. not even subbed on, it's just, it's really, I mean, it's just really frustrating and, you know, sort of segueing to our next sort of little topic here is, you know, we have, we're now six winless games in the league. Um, we haven't won a game, you know, in league play in since April 1st. Uh, we're 0-5-1 during that stretch with five losses. Um, obviously, we've won the, the two Open Cup games. Um, but we've also conceded in our last three games, all competitions, we've conceded nine goals. That's not good <laughs> at all. Where's three that against Vancouver? we love so much? Three against Vancouver last, you know, the weekend before. Three against Philly this past, you know, at the... Um, yeah, midweek in the Open Cup, and then three again to Kansas City. It's it's just it's not good enough. So these just you know, our defense is 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 gone. I don't know where it's gone to, but it's certainly not anywhere learning how to play defense. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you have any specific thoughts on any of this stuff? I mean, it's it's more of a that's more of a a general prompt as opposed to an actual question. Well, since we discussed it a bit last week, but you pointing out to me this some idea is that. You know, in addition to our defensive, our, our our marking, weak side marking, zonal man marking, not being very disciplined or leaving lots of gaps or people unmarked in good shooting areas. On top of that, we're turning the ball over in bad areas, you know, and it's not just Will Trap. A lot of loons are turning the ball over unnecessarily. And I think that is just as much of a concern as far because it stifles our offense and springs our opponent's offense. Yeah, that's a good point. We have, we have been, you know, there's been a lot of turnovers in really bad positions, um, which is leading to a lot of big chances for uh, other teams and not, you know, not as many big chances for Minnesota. I believe uh, it was in a, I think a slack that I'm in. I think it was maybe Dan, former, Coach Dan Way point, pointed it out, but Minnesota has conceded 15 big chances, which is, a, I, I don't know what the exact 
breakdown of it is, but it's, you know, it's, it's a sort of more of an advanced stat. Um, and Minnesota has, has gotten 16 and conceded 15. And of the 15, we've conceded seven times there's been a goal, which is 50%, which is, uh, uh, by all accounts, a really high number. Like, we are, we're far, we are underperforming our XG when it comes to um, scoring goals, and we're underperforming our XG in, in terms of, you know, goals allowed. You know, this defense, we, we've seen this defense be good, so it's a really interesting. And then the other sort of question that's been raised, and, you know, for your colleague over there at Soda Soccer, John Marthaler, on his blog, posed the question, um, do we need to start worrying about Dane St. Clair? Uh, he's been, by all, uh, you know, sat, by all accounts, he's been under um, underperforming, is it, is it, it or over, uh, yeah, under underachieving um, his, his advanced stats. And not like, barely like he's giving he's allowing a few more you know you know 0.5 goals in more he's like he's leading the league and um being really bad at goalkeeping this year i would encourage you to check it out i believe it's he's a it's a jay marthaler on twitter he has a link to his his most recent blog post um you know if you scroll through his through his feed definitely listen to the podcast that he's on uh the sport of podcast if you like minnesota sports but then check out his uh his website he does he does some really good writing over there for the um on the loons as well so anyways i don't yeah i guess i just don't know that what what the, what the answer is i mean other than you know heath out but that's always been the answer no matter the question um the fact that we were able you know for the last several years to say you know maybe we have a, a really one-dimensional offense or maybe we can't score as many goals our defense is still pretty solid um, that is, that's not been the case, um, at least these last six games. And I think you were, you were seeing little slivers of it in those previous games. We were just getting, we were getting a little more lucky and we're just not getting the luck now, right? The, the horseshoe is firmly, you know, pulled out of our asses and now we need everything to go right for us to even be in a game. And even when everything goes right, Kai Wagner scores the last two kicks of to end the game into extra time. Like we're conceding these really terrible goals too. So it's just a, it's a whole, it's, it's, it sucks to follow this team right now when they're, when it doesn't seem like anybody has any sense of urgency. Um, the front office, uh, notwithstanding, you know, the, the coaching staff, um, I mean, I think the front office is trying to do a great job, um, but the coaching staff doesn't seem to understand the, the players don't seem to have any sense of urgency. You know, we're, we're getting, you know, run out of, of the gate from, from teams or we're letting teams, you know, either score w- late winners or late equalizers. I mean, how many points have we dropped in the last, you know, 10 minutes of games? I want to say it's, a, it's probably at least nine, um, nine possible points that we've dropped in, you know, the last 10 minutes of games. And that's, a, that's frustrating as a fan. Conspiracy theorists out there, I won't mention the slack that I'm, I'm privy to, but the Reynoso has just been a continual distraction. First distraction from not being here. Now a distraction that he's coming back. And and so the, the theory is that all the players are on edge. They, they thought they had their new roles and certain people were going to get more playing time because Reynoso is not here. And now he's coming back and that just, you would think that'd be a good thing, but it, it just adds more stress. And so, um, their their theory is that Reynoso is is at fault for everything. <laughs> Good scapegoat, a guy who can't talk about it. So, all right, well, let's talk about uh, some other disappointing Minnesota United news. 
And then UFC two, uh, this game. So they were in in uh, in Tacoma, Washington, playing the the Sounders, uh, uh, MLS Next uh, Pro team. Um, Minnesota went down one nothing. Uh, battled back, played really well. We're up three to one. Uh, conceded three straight to to be down four to three, and then tied it up in the very last you know minutes or so of of the, uh, the game to make it four four. They ended up losing four two on pens. Uh, I was following, like I was reading this morning. Um, our mutual friend uh, Eric was had apparently stayed up and watched this game. So one, we're we're in a Slack together, and I went back and just reread his uh, his whole Slack. He was he was literally just texting to basically like texting in the Slack to no one. No one else was responding to him. It's just the 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 game game by game blow. Um, mostly with the idea that, you know, he wanted to go to bed, but every time he tried to go to bed, someone would score a goal. So he just kept staying up and up. Um, <laughs> he learned the MLS next pro, uh, uh sudden death rules. which basically is, you know, it's full time and then pens straight to pens. Uh, and so he was very, I chatted with him, um, today and he was just like, I just, it, every time I tried to go to bed, someone would score a goal. And then, so yeah, so apparently <laughs> this is a, a pretty chaotic game, uh, Minnesota, you know, disappointed to only get a point on the road, um, especially against uh, Seattle uh, MLS Next Pro team, which I assume is pretty good. Uh, but anyways, uh, game ends 4-4. Like four, yeah, 4-4. Four, four. Uh, Diego Pacheco scored a goal in this one. I believe he's still second, or he's second in the MLS Golden Boot race. Uh, and, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we see him get, you know, especially with all these games coming up, getting uh, an opportunity to play with the first team for a, a match yeah. or two. So. Uh, all right. What could go uh, wrong? Just, our, our, uh, what could go wrong? Our, our strike striker doesn't score a goal. What I mean, right? You pretty much got nothing to lose at this point. Uh, and then just briefly, Minnesota United signed a new another player to a one year uh, next pro contract, Cameron Lacey. Uh, he trialed with the Loons earlier this year. Um, if that name sounds familiar at all, uh, he's played for Orlando City, FC Dallas. Uh, played college for four years at UNC. I believe he played. I must have played on their um, next pro teams and. Orlando City and Dallas, because that name doesn't ring a bell. He's also a Jamaican Youth International. I believe he's only 22 years old, so relatively young still. He played for um, Jamaica's U17 and U20 team. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, also played club at Charlotte 49ers. Okay, there you go. And then other United news, uh, Tane Uluweshe, uh, who we loaned off a couple weeks ago to San Antonio FC, had a hell of a game this weekend. Two goals, Whoa. two assists. Um, he's got three goals since he, since he yeah, got down to San Antonio, which I believe is, I think he's played three games. So speaking of striker problems, we have an opportunity to recall him from his loan. If we need to, uh, you know, again, wouldn't surprise me if, you know, towards the end of the year, depending on, you know, how things are going, if, if, you know, if we get rid of Amaria and Garcia, we need to pull him back. Um, if he's scoring goals at this clip for a really good San Antonio, uh, team down in the USL championship, he definitely is worth a, worth a look for Minnesota United. So. Cool. All right. Anything else uh, for the first half, MJ? Oh, just uh, one saloon. Uh, Mohammed Saeed again uh, does get subbed out, but gets subbed out in the ninety plus third minute. So he played a full game and uh, gets a assist in uh, Trelleborg's uh, win over Ostersund. Um, the uh, Swedish second division has just uh, started off. They're only about seven, eight games into the season. Currently, uh, Trelleborg is 
in the relegation zone. They're in the last four places, but uh, the the season is young, and it's always good to see uh, Mo Saeed uh, getting full full game time and helping the offense and whether that's scoring goals or getting assists. He's really good at that. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will discuss Minneapolis City, uh, Aurora, and preview a couple of matches uh, coming up this week. We will be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both. And we are back, and we'll start off, as we usually do, with our Minneapolis City Minute. MJ, uh, we, we were at the game together. I at least watched the first 40, 47 minutes and then uh, and then bailed due to the rain and wanted to get back over to the Blackheart. Uh, but we went to the Minneapolis City game on Saturday. How did uh, – I saw a couple goals. How did it end up? The first half went phenomenal. Uh, former St. Croix – Legend now a crow, Hakeem Morgan. Uh, he plays college for St. Olaf and he scores this great free kick that goes over the wall to get the crows on the board in the third first minute. They score and are up one nothing at halftime. The second half, St. Croix made some adjustments and they look way better. And uh, Carl Craig's gonna have to look at video and figure out what's going on because. Synchro made some adjustments, found space and ways to to free up their their striker, who they were trying to free up all first half. But Joe, Joe Garcia and the Crows' defense shut him down. Nathan Donovan was had a lot of chances that first half, but yeah. you know, could not find the back of the net. Yeah, he had a couple. He he, he was offside a couple, and then he he had one 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 on you know one on zero that he just absolutely just shanked it and and wide open net that he just absolutely missed but he was not as you yeah he was knocking on the door the entire time and Oscar Herrera our the pros goalkeeper played really well against him that first half they he he had some saves but uh yeah in the 53rd minute Nathan Donovan finally gets a goal and sadly uh sorry in the 47th minute Nathan Donovan gets a goal and then the 53rd minute not much longer uh Otis Anderson gets a header off of a just a, a scramble inside the box, a chaos goal, pinball all over the place. But uh, that means the St. Croix Legends uh, win away in the Twin Cities Derby for the USL League Two. And uh, despite a few players changing sides over the offseason, um, former Crows now playing for Legends and vice versa, uh, the legends take this round. Uh, you could say that these two teams don't like each other because they they have to pull from the same player pool and uh, are competing for often the same players. Uh, the good news is the Futures went to play FC Minneapolis down in Bob Pate's stadium in Burnsville. Now, those of you who follow US, uh, the UPSL or Soda Soccer regularly, like Bob Pate's stadium in Burnsville, isn't that where Vlora plays? Yes. FC Minneapolis usually plays at Osseo High School. For whatever dumb reason, they weren't at Osseo this week. They they went they were down in Burnsville, and the Minneapolis City Futures win two nothing. I tried to find out who the goal scorers were for this this game via the interwebs, and I have failed. I apologize, but there's no information on this game as of yet. But 
after drawing that game against Laura 1-1, I believe, uh, the Futures now have wins against Granite City and from FC Minneapolis. So they are headed in the right direction. Cool. Do you know if uh, Hakeem Morgan ever got his $130 for scoring that free kick uh, goal? No, but I talked with uh, I talked with Jet Gordon after the game, and Jet Gordon said he would put his money where his mouth is. Now Jet Gordon was really drunk, so I don't know if after he sobers up, <laughs> he'll he'll remember that he promised a hundred of that hundred thirty dollars. But he said like, "No, dude, I'm good for it. I'll like I'll pay for it anyway." Uh, but yeah, for those that were in the Citizens, we were trying to motivate. Hey, if you score on this free kick, we'll 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 pay you out. And Jet Gordon started off. I got a hundred, and and we got it up to you know one hundred and ten and one hundred and thirty. So yep. So Hakeem Morgan is owed one hundred and thirty dollars from the uh, Minneapolis Citizens. So and specifically, uh, Jet. I think Mel. I think Mel. Uh, a former guest, Mel Burke, said she would contribute ten. I don't know who the other twenty was from, but um, I'm sure we can Janice, make it up. But I could be wrong. It might be. Yeah, we, I'm sure we can figure it out. But anyways, um, yeah, definitely. If you got Minneapolis City Games. Uh, oh, there's a, a city game coming up this weekend on Saturday, I believe, at 6 p.m., right? They, they play uh, Racine, right? Yep. Racine, uh, yeah. The Milwaukee teams. Yep. Uh, and, so, yeah, uh, Saturday at 6. Uh, games are really fun. Food, there's always a food truck. Uh, you can get there about an hour early. And the citizens will be at the park across the street, uh, hanging out, grilling, all that fun stuff. So. Check it out. Get up, if you want to get there an hour and a half early, you can help us set up TIFO and flags. So there you go. You know, there you go. Uh, but yeah, come this Saturday. Uh, next futures game is this Wednesday, May 17th, 7 p.m. at Augsburg. Uh, however, a lot of us will be somewhere else this Wednesday, <laughs> which we will get to. Right. So Minnesota Aurora uh, had a little bit of news this uh, this weekend um, or this earlier. Yeah. Last week, uh, MJ. Uh, the new, uh, the, one of the newest signings is actually getting a call-up, right? Paolo Ten is getting a National League call-up for the Dominican Republic uh, U-20s. There is a U-20 CONCACAF championship going on May 20th through June 4th. So Paolo Ten will miss the first four games for Aurora. She is a defender. She is a very uh, two-way defender, good on offense, good on defense. And I'm sure they will miss her, but uh, they also stocked up on defense this year. So uh, I'm excited to see those first four games, who ends up establishing themselves in, in the back line. Uh, most likely Kenzie Landock and uh, Kelly Kafosi will, will start as they did last year, but who gets the start at the other two spots will uh, find out. May 24th is their, is their home opener Wednesday. Um, also uh, in tangential Aurora news, Former Aurora striker Morgan Turner scores for SAU Torrance, um away at the top side of Benfica. Um, sadly, they lose 5-1 to Benfica, but Morgan Turner scores uh, Torrance's only goal. So good on her. like to see her continue her success in Portugal. Moving on, as I mentioned, we have a couple of Loons games to talk about this week. So we'll, we'll try and be quick on these. Uh, Houston coming up this Wednesday, 7.30. Um, as I mentioned, they had, they got some shenanigans in their match against, uh, Seattle, uh, in down in Houston over the weekend. Um, Amini, Basa, uh, Amini Bossi, their leading scorer, um, got a straight red in the 21st minute. 
And then their mid, you know, midfielder, one of their better players, Hector Herrera, uh, got a second yellow and a, a red card. He got a, a yellow in the 58th minute, and then about 20 minutes later, a second yellow. So he will miss the match coming up against Minnesota United as well. Um, you know, uh, Houston had played Seattle really well. I watched, actually, I watched most of that game because it was on, because um, uh, it got delayed because I think leave weather. So it was on well after the Minnesota United game. So I got home and I need a little bit of a palate cleanser. So, you know, I watched the second, most of the second half of this game. Houston played them really well, um, even down playing nine men. It took um, it took Seattle almost to, it, to almost the 90th minute to score uh, their game-winning goal. So, who else? Uh, MJ, who who from Houston are we? Should we be looking out for? Considering these two key players are are off the off the board. Uh, Corey Beard, right? Yep. Corey Beard loves to score goals on us. Um, he often is their their center forward. And uh, a, a good center midfielder, uh, Artur. Yes. Those those will be my two that I mentioned. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'll just say, you know, Ben Olsen is the manager of Houston. You might remember him from his uh, years leading D.C. United. And then, you know, one familiar name for Minnesota United fans, uh, the goalkeeper for Houston is uh, Steve Clark, former Portland Timbers goalkeeper. Um, he's been starting for Houston as well. So, you know, lots of, um, you know, lots of new faces, but again, it, you know, taking off their, their, their top goal scorer and, and um, a midfielder like Hector Herrera is very, very helpful for Minnesota United. So uh, how do you think we see this game um, going from Minnesota, MJ? How does Minnesota line up? Um, how do we attack uh, Houston? Uh, we're at home. We'll probably play a four-two-three-one. I hope we don't. I hope we play a four-three-three or a or a three-five-two. Um, even though the three-five-two didn't, we didn't look good in Sporting Kansas City. Uh, I think we can just chop that up to Peter Vermees, not the lineup. So uh, I would like to see a three-five-two. I would like to see us press and play play them aggressively without Hector Herrera in the in the lineup and see if Artur by himself can, can progress the ball. Um, so yeah, I would like to see us be aggressive, not necessarily full on press for, you know, 45, the first 45 minutes straight, but just be uh close down space, close down space and limit their options. Yeah. Um, I, you know, if we, if we do see a three, five, two again, which I, I sincerely doubt we will, I would very much like to see Robin Lude as an eight, as opposed to the six, which is what he was playing uh, down in Kansas City, which seemed like a, a very, Agreed. a very weird waste of his uh, his talent and his abilities. I would also like to see uh, Kamar Lawrence uh, sit his ass down because that guy has not been playing well for Minnesota United. Uh, I would really like to see, even with, if it's a three-five-two um, or. Uh, you know, or four, two, three, one, or four, you know, four, three, three, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Zarek Valentin get a start um, on right at the right back, move DJ Taylor over to the left. Uh, DJ Taylor hasn't necessarily covered himself in glory and having both of those guys, Taylor and Valentin, you know, as much as I love Zarek Valentin, uh, I, I, he's not a speed demon. <laughs> so he's not going to get as much into the attack uh, if he's playing, you know, in a, in a four back system, you know, as a, as a right, you know, right, uh, yeah, right back, uh, which means you're gonna you're gonna you know you have to make things happen with you know Song Bin and Bongi 
And you know, you know, I would actually like to see sort of Fragapane get a start. Uh, if you, if they're going to play the four two three one, which it seems like they will, um, I would like to see Dotson get a rest. He's played a lot of minutes so far. Um, as much as it pains me, it means probably bringing in Will Trap to start the game um, alongside Ariaga uh, or Rosales for that matter, uh, or an Ariaga Rosales. Start the hundred pair. Start the yeah, that, that'd be interesting as well. Uh, I would like to see you know. Um, you know, Bongi, uh, Bongi needs to shoot. You know, obviously we've talked about him at length, you know, lots of his, from this time last year when he was just a very, very raw product to where he is now, he's, it's night and day. The one last piece that he needs to, is the, the confidence to shoot and put the ball on frame. Song Bin seems like a guy who's interested in shooting. So I'm not so much worried about him, uh, as much as they didn't look great together. Uh, on the pitch against Kansas city, Minnesota barely had the ball in Kansas city's half uh, during that first half. So I don't, they didn't get much of an opportunity to play together. So I'm not I, totally down on that partnership yet. So I still want to see if we put two up top, put Sangbin and Mender. Um, um, he seems to want to keep Mender with Luis Amaria, whatever. They, well, I don't know. They, they played together in that second half of that, you know, that when they went Vancouver game, uh, they played together up top Um and it just didn't, they didn't look super in sync. Or was it, no, it was, it was the Philly game. They, they started up top against uh, Philly in the open cup, Mender and um, Song Bin. And they just, they didn't look super great in, in that first okay. half. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be interesting. Uh, again, I, I don't think they'll run a 3 5 2. So, um, all right. So who wins uh, on Wednesday, MJ? Do, do we have to oh, sing, God. do we have to sing Wonderwall uh, at the, in the MLS yeah, for the I, first time? Uh, I, I hate to uh, ruin my streak of being a negative Nathan, but we're going to try to be a positive Peter, and we're going to try to be a positive uh, Loons win 2-1. Uh, you know, Houston's been very stifling defensively. Um, they've only scored. They haven't scored. They're much like Minnesota. They don't score a ton of goals, but they also don't give up a ton of goals. Uh, I agree. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Uh, I think it'll end 1-1 uh, with another draw. At Allianz Field, and I, and I really, really hope that I'm wrong. So, all right, now we move to Saturday. This one takes place uh, in Portland uh, against the Timbers. So that'll be a 9.30 Saturday night kickoff for those of us here in uh, Minnesota. And who do we want to highlight for Portland? Uh, MJ, I'll give you the first crack at it here. Uh, you go first. Okay. Well, I think the, <laughs> the big story is... Um, uh, for Seattle is Evander. Uh, that dude is absolutely uh, insane. He plays um, as a a ten in the four two three one for Portland. He scored two goals uh, over the weekend. Um, just an absolutely uh, absolute beast of a player um, since coming over from I believe he came in from Brazil. So um, definitely one to look out for for Minnesota. And then I'll also mention the Chara brothers. They're both back on the pitch oh, now. Yeah. Uh, Yimmy and uh, Diego Chara uh, always cause a lot of problems for Minnesota United, um, including getting racially abused by Franco Fragapane. So would love to see Fragapane in the starting 11, if only uh, so that the Chara brothers can, you know, try and maybe get some uh, retribution for, for some. Uh, not nice things that were said a couple years ago from Fragapane. Diego and Jimmy Chara are absolute assholes when they play on the pitch. They're probably very nice off the pitch. 
Um, I know a lot of players like that. Uh, they they like to start stuff. They like to run their mouths. They like to uh, come in really hard tackles, hard elbows. Um, oh yeah, two hand shoves. So you know the. I think I asked this last year when we played them. What's the over under Char Brothers cards? Like, like if they each get a yellow, none of them gets a red, and they still play the whole game. So I I I think last year I said the the over under is a, is one and a half. Chara cards, and yeah. I, I I stand by that. Um, when both of them are out there, it's not chaos. They know exactly what they're doing. When when they are trying to instigate shit, they are very very like I'm not saying disciplined, but they are very direct and very obvious in what they're trying to do. Oh yeah, no, a hundred a hundred percent. They are uh, they are shitsters for sure. And Sebastian Blanco is a great attacking midfielder. Um. He didn't play. He got rest rested against uh, Vancouver. I assume he's he's playing regularly. Yeah, it's been a it's been a uh, interesting season for Portland. Uh, they are currently in sixth place in uh, the Western Conference um, on twelve or sorry on fifteen points, um, which is three more than Minnesota. Um, so you know they're the as it often is, sixth place to you know sixth place to uh, tenth place is three points, it's literally one win. So in a league like MLS, you need all the points that you can get. Uh, you, know, you know, the other sort of, I mean, you could say there's lots of players that we Minnesota fans will know from, from playing Portland. It seems like we play Portland a lot, especially early in the season. But the other guy who scored uh, for Portland on Saturday was uh, Frank Boley, um, uh, Ivory They're Coast. Forward. Yeah, Ivory, Ivory, you know, Ivory Coast forward. That they have, I believe he's a DP that they just recently signed not too long ago. Um, you know, Portland's always tough. They're always especially tough at home. Uh, that turf is. Um, I've I've talked to some people who say that turf is literally the worst in in MLS. It's worse than Seattle's, and and that's something to be ashamed of. If yeah, it, it's worse worse than playing in a baseball uh, baseball diamond. <laughs> like that's how bad it is. And and yeah, playing on that Seattle turf. So um, it'll be I'm interesting to see. Point. Uh, we tend to play Portland well, even in Portland. But uh, if I remember, their their new newer newer ish goalkeeper, Aljaji Ivacic from Slovenia, he he's pretty damn good. Yeah, um, we, we need to get we need to get shots on frame. We need to test that guy. But like what what when I've seen him play, he seems pretty good. Yeah, in the previous uh, thirteen matches, uh, Minnesota has seven wins. Uh, two draws and four wins for Portland. So we've had Portland's number, especially the last several years, we've had Portland's number uh, playing pretty well, both uh, here in, in, in Minnesota, but also um, in Portland as well. So, uh, all right, MJ, how do we play them and who wins the game? Uh, well, I said we play Houston caref- uh, aggressively. I said we play, play uh, Portland carefully. Notice I didn't say timidly. Like, but we we just need to watch out when, uh, you know, Diego and and Jimmy Chara are out there. Like, I don't want to see any season-ending injuries. I don't want to see any like retaliation yellow cards for us. Like the ref missing what the Chara brothers are doing, and then see sees a retaliation like foul or something like that. I, we just uh, we need to have cool heads. That's what I mean by carefully. We let's play with cool heads and not fall for their violent bullshit. Precisely, precisely. Uh, cool. All right. How do you think the game ends? 
God. Uh, we're away. Uh, I, I say we lose 2 nothing. Okay. I think this is a – I think Minnesota gets a win here. Um, like I said, I think we've played Portland well at Portland. Uh, I think we have the firepower to match up with, with them in terms of their – our defense. Um, like I said, you know, for some reason, we have had Gio Savarisi's number recently. Uh, at least Adrian Heath has. So, I think this is a 2-1 win for Minnesota. So, um, I think this is a, a four-point week for the Loons. You think this is a three-point week for the Loons. So that would be fine. I think four four points or three points out of two games is playoff-level competence. So, and considering we haven't won a game in, in six matches uh, in MLS, that would be accessible, I think, for that matter. So let's get some points this week. Exactly, exactly. All right, Uh Anything else, MJ? You want to talk about that Liverpool game helping your helping your Everton squad out today? I don't want to talk positively about about, about Liverpool. Uh, you can if you want. Uh, uh, we we tried to help out all the Arsenal fans against uh, Man City this weekend, and we failed. We failed. We we did not help Arsenal out, and we did not help ourselves out. More importantly, cool. Well, like I said, Liverpool won three nothing, um, which. Helped, helped out Everton in the in the relegation race. So, you know, you're welcome. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, again, a, another short one. Hey, if you get it, if you have a chance, uh, send Jess some love on uh, social media. Uh, please rate review the podcast wherever you can. Patreon.com slash the days I know. At TDIKMN on Twitter. I'm at Texas Eller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. And Jess is at Jessica144083. Niner. Niner. Two, we have been the Daves you know. This is the Dave I know. Be in agreement now, but we have got to try and work it out. Cause we both know we can't do nothing at all. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we did. We do our thing, son. Long as you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah. Uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing. Do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Son, son, son. Check it out, that was- GT.